New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Michael Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Robert J. Wicks. He's the author of Streams of Contentment, Lessons I Learned on My Uncle's Farm. He's also a clinical psychologist and serves as a professor of pastoral counseling at Loyola University, Maryland. Bob, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. Let me ask you, as someone who's uh, familiar with other parts of the world and been doing the work you've been doing all these many decades, as you look at the worldscape out there as you see it, what do you see in this moment in time? What do you see out there? Well, I see movements in two different directions. As I traveled to Beijing and Hanoi, Vietnam and Cambodia and South Africa, as well as Europe, I see two directions. One is an increase in stress, but also an increase in an awareness of the importance of community, spirituality, and meaning-making. So I see things side by side. On television, you just see one side of it. You see the stress, you see the poverty, you see the charlatanism and those who run governments, but you don't see people doing good things, people bonding with each other, people more interested in spiritual welfare and compassion than ever before. So I see both side by side. So. What would you have to say to someone who's looking at the world and saying, you know, what can I possibly do to make a difference? What would you say to them? The first thing I'd say to them is to look at what's right in front of them. I think one of the greatest dangers is indifference or despair. And despair really is one of the last houses of the ego. We have to be very careful of it. I think we need to see what we can do, prepare to do it, and be faithful and not worry so much about success or the results. I think it's a sense of, of really attempting to respond to things in a way that is positive and contributes something. You know, when you look at the Dalai Lama and you see all of the trauma that he has gone through and so many others have gone through, and you think, well, how can he keep his spirits up? It's not so much keeping his spirits up, it's focusing on what is important. I still remember his welcome uh, of people who escaped Tibet and they came to India and he met them. And one of the things he said to him is, what can I do for you? And the second thing is, he said, be careful, don't let this take away your compassionate nature. And I think that's the important things is asking yourself, you know, what do you need to feed yourself with so that you remain resilient? And then how can you share it with others? If you leave one of those pieces out, you're in trouble. If you don't take care of yourself, your compassion won't last. If you're not compassionate, you'll be hedonistic and you won't have the real joy and peace in life that you should have. And that's what I wanted to do in Streams of Contentment is offer simple lessons that I learned on my uncle's farm. There's a sense, hopefully, of perspective and simplicity in the book that people can take to heart and certainly immediately put into action. What's coming up for me as I listen to you speak, the idea that uh, 
going back and forth. I mean, you, you lived in the city and you lived in the farm. Right. What was it about the farm that gave you peace or contentment? What did you find there? Well, unselfconsciousness, I think, is, 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 is probably the thing because, you know, I'd be sitting on a log with no concern about the past or the future and I didn't know I was being mindful. I would early in the morning go down to the, the brook to go fishing and enjoyed the sunrise without knowing that I was admiring it. There was a sense of naturalness, uh, watching people appreciate the very simple things in life and really enjoying them as if they had spent a million dollars on them. Those kinds of things really, it just, I think, also had more silence. I was up speaking to members of Congress and their chiefs of staff, and one of the senators was asked, you know, what's the greatest challenge facing Congress today? And his response surprised people. He said, not enough time to think. I think I had time to simply be. And while it's simple, it's not easy in today's society. How has your life changed over the years you've been doing this? Well, I think a lot of my life was trying to really respond, to be all that I could be. And I really believe people should be involved in this motivation to expand their talents. But I think recently the greater interest is not so much the challenge and risk to want more in life, even if it's good, but rather the perspective of gratitude where we can appreciate what is already in our life, the people in our life, the opportunities in our life. You know, people tend to look at big menus and not enjoy the simple meals in front of them, and they're hungry. I think good psychology and spirituality has us appreciate really what's available in our life already. I think one of the things that was evident along those lines was when the tornado hit Joplin, Missouri, and how that brought people out. People responded in such amazing ways. It's the same thing in 9-11. People tend to have perspective and come together when things are terrible. And that's a heck of a way to live life. I'm glad that that happened in both instances. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we could do the same without tragedy? And I think that's what mindfulness, that's what prayerfulness, that's what reflectiveness is about. You know, I think that's it. Where were you on 9-11? I was in uh, right outside of Washington, D.C., and I must admit, it, it, it uh, felt like there was a great heaviness in the air. Uh, I still remember getting an email from the Pentagon about 9-11 stress. I remember somebody coming in after they did some work at the White House talking about stress you didn't read in the newspapers. So there was an air of emergency, uh, an air of heaviness. But within that, surprisingly, people were able to focus on what was important to them and who was important to them. You know, we often wait till somebody dies before we say, boy, I appreciated that person. I think that a sense of perspective helps us truly have a sense of gratitude for those who are around us and what we have in our lives already. Right. And now we know from what's come out since then, the the cell phone calls and the, the just amazing poignant, powerful stories of people talking about, you know, realizing they were going to die and what they were saying at that moment. Right. And it's at that moment, you mentioned the word stories, 
It's at that moment that people's stories become bigger. They become bigger because they're no longer bound by the rules of secular society. They're no longer bound by a culture that is into acquisition. They have, you know, what Christians call purity of heart or the Buddhists call an unobstructed vision or in the Upanishads, a turning around in one's seat of consciousness. All religions teach us about perspective. In the Talmud, we read, you do not see things as they are, you see things as you are. In the Christian New Testament, in Matthew 6.22, if your eye is good, your whole body will be good. In the Holy Prophet Muhammad, he said, if you have enough money to buy two loaves of bread, only buy one and spend the rest on flowers. The whole sense of perspective is in psychology, it's in scripture, it's in the world religions, it's something we should seek, not just for ourselves, but so that we can have space within ourselves for others. Yes. We are at the end of 2011. If we were to fast forward to the year 2025, and you had all your druthers, what would you want to see the world be like in 2025? I would like to see compassion and self-appreciation be at the center of things. I truly believe that We've gotten off that track at times, but I believe that knowing we're off the track is a good thing. It's the first gate of awareness. And then it opens up the other gates of awareness where we can begin to realize we're not going to be happy unless we're compassionate. And we're not going to be able to be compassionate unless we're compassionate to somebody like ourselves. Compassion should cover us all. That's what I would hope. If there was one thought you could leave our listeners with, what would that one thought be? It's that it's not the amount of darkness in the world that matters, or in your family, or in your country, or in yourself that matters. It's how you stand in that darkness. Bob, I want to thank you for being on New Dimensions Cafe. This has been a true pleasure. Thank you. I mean that. Well, thank you for saying that. I've been speaking with Robert J. Wicks. He's the author of Streams of Contentment. Lessons I Learned on My Uncle's Farm, published by Soren Books. And if you'd like more information about his work, you can go to the website, robertjwicks.com. Wicks is W-I-C-K-S, robertjwicks.com. You can also get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Michael Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. Please come back again. And don't forget, when you go out there in the world, do something good. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.